Hello everybody, welcome to The Message. I'm so excited to be able to share with you all today. We are now in December. Can you believe it? You've made it. 2022 is almost done, but it's time for the best time of the year. It is the Christmas season. Who is excited for Christmas this year? Yes, I am pumped. I am excited. I absolutely love Christmas time. I think I would say it's probably my most favorite time of the year. And I've had such great fond memories of Christmas growing up, uh, growing up in Australia and also in Japan. Uh, no matter where we were around the world, we would always have the same tradition. And that was that at Christmas time, that we would be with family, we would share a meal. And when I was younger, we'd also have like a nice Christmas tree, as you can see. Yes, this is. A beautiful tree. And so we would have a great tree like this in our home, and then we would put all these presents under the tree that would be wrapped in different size boxes. There'd be some for me, some for my brother Richie. If we're at my grandma's place, there'd be some for my cousins. And on Christmas morning, all the kids would wake up at like, I don't know, like 5 or 6 a.m., and we would jump out of the bed and be like, it's Christmas! And we'd run to the tree and we'd like throw everyone's presents around looking for my, where's my present? Oh, I found my present. And I just remember these incredibly great memories of Christmas time. And Christmas time, like I said, was always a time of family. So even now as an adult, <laughs> we don't run to the tree to look at the presents under the tree. <laughs> Our presents come in much smaller packages these days, little envelopes and whatnot. But you know what? It's still an incredible time for family. Yes. Anyone who likes to enjoy Christmas time with their families. Yes. I love it. And I really love the fact that in the Bible as well, we get to see an incredible family enjoy the very first Christmas. So today, guys, we're going to jump into the stories about how Christmas came to be, how Jesus came to this earth, the different people that God used and called to be a part of this incredible story that only God can create. So this month, we're going to jump into it today. I'm going to be talking specifically about the story of Mary. Now, her story is a beautiful story, and it doesn't actually start at the birth of Jesus. Did you know that the story of Jesus and the story of Christmas actually begins 600 years before Jesus was actually born? You see, in the Old Testament, there were these prophecies about a coming Messiah, a coming Savior that He was going to come and save us from our sin, save us from death, and restore our relationship with God. And so, let's take a look at a few scriptures in the Old Testament that foresee the coming of Jesus. So, let's read Isaiah uh, chapter 7, verse 14. 
It says, All right then, the Lord Himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, and she will give birth to a son, and we will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And that is what we're talking about during this Christmas season, is that God is with us. God is with you. God is close. God is not a faraway God. God is not disinterested in our lives and what happens around us. God is a close God who wants an intimate relationship with all of us. Isn't that amazing? And there's another great scripture in Isaiah uh, chapter 9, verse 6. It says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And so these were the scriptures that many people knew in the time that Jesus was actually born. You see, this was 600 years before, and these scriptures would have been fairly well known. So that culture, the Jewish people, they would have been excited. They would have been expectant for something great to happen, to see these signs happening in their lifetime. And so, I believe most people would have been uh, expecting something grand. Maybe, you know, some royalty or some important leader in their Jewish society, in their culture. Maybe this, the, the Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us, was going to come from some important figure in their culture. But how good is God? Because He doesn't do the things that we sometimes expect Him to do. He takes a different approach than maybe we humans would choose to take. God takes a different approach when it comes to the Messiah coming to this earth. And so it talks about, like we said, that a virgin will give birth to the, the Savior, to the Messiah. And so we see the story play out in a completely different way than what people were expecting or how they were expecting it to play out back in their day. You see, there was a young lady named Mary. And she was uh, set to be married. She was engaged to a man named Joseph. Now, these guys, they would have been pretty young, would have been, you know, surprisingly enough, maybe in their teens. They were very young back then. They weren't, you know, didn't have such a long life expectancy. So for us today, it doesn't really make sense, some of this stuff. But just know that these were two young uh, people. God loved them and they loved each other. They were set to be married. And then God interrupts their life in the most dramatic way possible. So let's read what happens and how this story unfolds. Luke chapter 1 verse 26. It says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, so Elizabeth was a relative of Mary. In her pregnancy, she was quite old actually, she was said that she couldn't have kids. And God did a miracle in her life and she was able to have a child. And so while she was pregnant, at the same time, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, to a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. Here we go. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, the descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. You see, Mary 
was just an ordinary Jewish girl. She didn't have a particularly grand family, particularly grand background, maybe wasn't so wealthy. She was just an ordinary girl in an ordinary town, living her ordinary life, and boom, all of a sudden, God absolutely flips the tables in her world. This angel appears out of nowhere and says, greetings. Like, wouldn't you be pretty freaked out if an angel suddenly appeared to you in your workplace, at your school, at your home, and says, greetings, highly favored one. She was, it says she was disturbed. She didn't understand. She was confused. And I think she wasn't confused so much. Well, maybe she was confused by this angel appearing. But I think she was confused by the words that the angel said. The angel said, highly favored one, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Like, what does that mean? Favored one, the Lord is with you. Like she was probably thinking, she was trying to process everything that was happening in this moment. (laughs) And so it goes on, it says, confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor, there it is again, with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. Come on. So the angel says it twice. He says it and then he reconfirms it that, hey, Mary, you are favored. You are another way to say it is you are chosen. God has chosen you, Mary, that you are going to have an incredible birth, a birth that has never happened before and will never happen again, that you are going to have a son and you're going to name him Jesus. And this is the Emmanuel. This Jesus is God with us. This is what they were prophesying 600 years ago back in those texts about that Isaiah was talking about. This is what everyone has been waiting for. And Mary would have been shocked. She would have thought, of all people, me? Like God chose me? Like, like what's special about me? Why would God, God choose me? But this is what I love about God is that He chooses ordinary people. He chooses regular people, everyday people, not with these special skills, not with these special gifts, not with these special backgrounds or special bank accounts. God can choose and wants to choose anybody and everybody to do something great. Come on. Isn't that amazing? And so in this story, God chooses Mary and she becomes the mother to the Savior of the world. And he says it twice. He says, you are favored. You are chosen. And so in this moment, Mary could have said, God or angel or sir, (laughs) this is too much for me. This is too big for me. Who am I to be able to receive such a gift? to receive such a blessing, to receive such favor. You see, Mary could have made excuses. She could have been, you know, full of fear and let that fear control her and let that fear make the decisions for her. She could have ran away. She could have denied what was about to happen. But is that what Mary did? No, this is what Mary does. In verse 34, Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am still a virgin. And so most times I feel like we as humans, when God says something big or God wants to do something big in our life, we say, why? Right? <laughs> why, God? Why, why should I do this? Or why hasn't this happened? 
God, where is this thing? God, why did you let this happen and not this happen? I think this is one of the most common questions that we as believers ask God is why. But I love that in this story, that is not the question that Mary asked. Mary could have said, God, why? Why me? Why have you chosen me? I'm, I'm going to marry this man, Joseph, and I love him and he loves me. God, why me? I, I had this whole plan for my life, this whole plan for my marriage and family, and I had it all figured out, God. Why me? Did she respond like that? No. She asked the question, how? And I love that. I love that she asked the question, how? Because so many times we get caught up in the why and we forget to ask God, how? God, how are you going to make this happen? God, you said this would happen. How? God, how are you going to help me overcome this? God, how are you going to help heal this thing in my life or in this person's life? How are you going to bring the breakthrough in this area? How are you going to move in my family, move in my friends? It's not God, why is this happening? It's God, how can it happen? And that's the response that Mary had in this interaction with the angel. And so the angel replied in verse 35, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby will be born and it will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth, remember the one that we talked about that was pregnant? has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say that she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month for the Word of God will never fail. Come on. I love that at the end, the angel just drops a bar. He's just like, the Word of God will never fail. What God says is going to happen, it's going to happen. <laughs> if God said it, it's going to happen. If God wants it to work, it's going to work. If God said that you'll see that healing, that you'll see that breakthrough, guess what? It is going to happen because the Word of God never fails. So the how in this whole scenario is that because God said it, it's going to happen. God, the angel answered Mary's question of, how is this going to happen? The angel said that, first of all, you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit will help you conceive this child so that it will be pure, so that no one can say, hey, this came from a man, from a human, that this was from God. This was a miracle that no one could deny because if God says it's going to happen, then it's going to happen. So the Holy Spirit empowers Mary. And so Mary's response in verse 38, it says she responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the, main, the angel left her. Come on. I love this story because the angel explains to her. She asks, excuse me, Mr. Mr. Angel, sir. Um, how is this going to happen? You see, there's a few things that needs to happen in order to have uh, be able to conceive a child. And so the angel explains how it's going to happen. And Mary says, okay. <laughs> she says, all right, let it be done. As you have said, as God wants it to be, let it be done. I am here to serve God. I love that. What a beautiful posture that Mary has. What a beautiful faith 
that Mary has, that this incredible thing happening in this moment, she doesn't go away and be like, well, okay, angel, sir, I, I need to go and think about this. You know, I need to go consult with my, my, my soon-to-be husband. We need to talk about this together. We need to explain everything. And then I'll give you my answer. Right? How many times do we have this kind of response to God? God says, I want you to go and do this. I want you to talk to that person. I want you to uh, invite that person to Christmas. <gasps> what? <laughs> and sometimes, wait, 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 I got to check. I got to check some stuff. Angel, sir, Lord, Holy Spirit. I got to check some things before I can, I can do that. You see, the way that my life is set up, I got this thing going over here, and I have this thing here, and I don't really want to upset this thing over here, so let me just kind of figure myself out, and then I'll do what you say, God. No, Mary doesn't do that. And I think we need to follow Mary's example that when God says it, if God says that this is how it's going to happen, if this is in His Word, then guess what? It's going to happen. And so I love the response of Mary. How is this going to happen, God? And God says, this is how. And that's what I want to talk about today. That's the main point of today is how can we change our whys into how, right? Mary didn't say why. She asked God how. And I think in our life, I think we can take a lesson from Mary's response and ask God instead of asking God, why is this happening to me? Or why isn't this happening? God, how? How can this happen? God, how are you going to move? How are you going to bring this into reality? How are you going to answer my prayers? How are you going to save the lives of my family and friends and co-workers? God, how are you going to do this? And many times God is going to say, I'm going to use you, right? <laughs> Just like with Mary. He chose Mary. Mary was favored. Today, God chooses us. He appoints us to be wherever we are in our lives, in our circumstances, in our environments. God has chosen us to be there so that we can be an influence, so that we can bring a little bit of God's Spirit, God's presence here on earth, the Holy Spirit, into our daily lives. And that is the most incredible gift that we today can experience is God's Holy Spirit, God's presence, God's gift. And that is what Jesus did by being born on this earth. He then opened the way, He opened the door for us to have a relationship with God, for us to understand as much as our little puny human brains can understand who God is, that He is a loving Father, that He wants a relationship with us. That's why He sent Jesus. That's why He chose Mary and Joseph, who we're going to talk about next week because He had some things to say about Mary's little experience here. But God spoke to Joseph as well. God gave Joseph a clear picture, a clear word. And together, Mary and Joseph go on an adventure. <laughs> the most incredible adventure. The Holy Spirit came on both of them and helped them be able to accomplish this. And so I think for us today as Christians living in 2022, we're still in 2022, guys. 2023 is right around the corner, which is nuts if you think about it. But guess what? The same Holy Spirit that helped Joseph and Mary back then 
is with us today. God is alive. Jesus is powerful. And when we have a relationship with Jesus, we get access to His Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit comes into us and then we are able to live in that power that Mary and Joseph and so many great people in the Bible were able to live in. We can have the same thing today that they had then. The Holy Spirit helped Mary overcome her fear. The Holy Spirit gave her strength and he gave her faith to overcome her fear. And I think that's such a beautiful thing is that, yes, we are human and we have times where we're going to be afraid. We have times where we're going to be confused like Mary was confused. We're going to have times that we're going to be unsure like Mary was unsure. But you know what? We also have something called the Word of God. We have the Bible to help us and to guide us. And that is why I love journaling. Because when I'm confused, when I don't know what to do next, when I'm asking God, what is your will? What am I supposed to do? Whether I'm asking God how, whether I'm asking God why or when or who, God speaks to me through His Word through the Bible. The Bible is alive. It is God's living Word that can pierce into our hearts, that can show us things about us that we would never have known, that we would never have recognized on our own human power. God wants to speak to us. God wants to tell us how. But if we're not reading God's Word, how can we be expected to understand what God is trying to say to us? Amen? We need to know what God is saying. And that's why I love journaling, just reading a little bit of the Bible every day, writing down what God is saying to me. And you know what? Every day is not going to be like mind-blowing revelations that, oh, God's going to do this crazy. No, no, no. Most days are very simple, very basic, very humble. And even though this encounter with the, the angel for Mary, she was living in a very humble very simple, very basic world. And God shows up in her life, in the middle of her routine, in the middle of her plans. God shows up, sends this angel to speak to her and absolutely changes the rest of her life. The trajectory of her life has absolutely absolutely changed forever because she now is going to give birth to the Savior of the world. She's going to give birth to God in the flesh, God here on earth, Jesus Christ, our Savior. That is what Christmas is about. It's about how this little family in a little country, in a little town, in a little part of the world, how they came together, how the Holy Spirit helped them overcome their problems because, man, they're going to face some insane problems. They're going to have to run away from persecution. They're going to have to stand up for what they believe in. There's going to be all kinds of wild things happening to this little family. And yet, God is always with them. God is always protecting them. God is always guiding them. God is always speaking to them. And I think we today should be encouraged that the same God is working in our lives, in our cities, in our little parts of the world, wherever you're watching from. God is moving and He wants to use you and me to make His will here on earth become a reality. You see, that is why Jesus came to 
to this earth so that He could save us, give us a relationship with Him, and empower us with His Holy Spirit. It all happened back here, back in time, 2,000 years ago, with Mary saying yes. <laughs> Aren't you glad Mary said yes? That Mary said yes to the calling of God. She didn't make excuses. She didn't complain. She didn't say, God, why? God, uh. No, she said, God, how will this happen? God said, if, my, if I say it, if it's my word, it will be done. And she said, let it be done. <laughs> I love it. It's so powerful. And after this, Mary goes and meets with Elizabeth, her relative that was old, that was barren, but then was able to have a son and they have a great time together. And I think at Christmas time, we should get around other people that has faith, other people that believes the same. We should get around. And that's why I love that this year in particular, that this December 25th is going to be on a Sunday that we can celebrate Christmas Day together as a church. And I'm so excited whether you're watching us online or whether you can join somewhere in person, we are going to be together to celebrate together just like Mary and Elizabeth. They got together and they celebrated that the, the birth that, that was going to happen, Jesus. We get to celebrate Him today. And so what I would ask us today is that let's not just let Christmas end with us, with our own satisfaction, with our own, ha, huh, get to go to Christmas, yay, and then go home, yay. No, 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 no. Why don't we invite others into the celebration? You see, as we're going to talk more about this story of Christmas and the different characters that God chose to bring to be part of His story, that we'll see that God chooses all kinds of different people. And God wants to do the same this year, this Christmas in your life. God wants your family members. God wants your friends, your co-workers, the people around you. He wants those people as well to come and experience Him, to come and experience His presence here on earth. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus Christ came to this earth so that we could experience Him, so that we could have His Holy Spirit and live a powerful life. So why don't we invite the people around us? Amen? Why don't we send an invitation? It might be scary, but it's definitely not as scary as an angel turning up in the middle of your life and saying, hey, you're going to give birth to the Savior of the world. All right. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad or that scary to send an invitation. So come on, guys. Why don't we make this Christmas the biggest Christmas, the biggest celebration that we can. Let's invite as many people as we can. And let's like start asking God more how rather than why. And let's make sure we're reading God's word so that he can actually tell us how he is going to move in your life and in mine. Does that sound good? Come on, why don't we all pray together right now? So if you feel comfortable, why don't you raise your hands with me? And I'm just going to pray that God would move in our lives, that His Holy Spirit would move us and impact the people around us. Let's pray. Yeah, God, we thank you for today. We thank you that because of what you did by that you coming to this earth, Jesus, by coming in this most humble of appearances, the most humble of ways, God, by what you did in your plan, we can have a relationship with you, God. Thank you so much for sending Jesus at this Christmas time. And God, I thank you now 
now today that because of what you have done, because of Jesus, we can have your Holy Spirit. We can have your guidance. So I pray for your guidance. I pray for your confidence. I pray for your faith. Like Mary had this faith and this confidence from you. I pray we would have the same, that this Christmas season, that we would be able to invite, that we would be able to step out and be able to impact the people around us, that they too would be able to experience your goodness and your love this Christmas season, God. So we raise our hand like Mary did and we say, we are your servants. Choose us, send us. Thank you so much, God. And everyone said in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And lastly, I just want to ask for anyone, if you have not yet made a decision to believe in Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity right now. I'm going to count to three and I'm going to say now. And when I do, I'm going to ask you to simply make that decision in your heart. And like we talked about today, Jesus came to this earth to save us. We have something called sin. It's all the wrong things that we do, we say, we think. This sin separates us from the love of God. But God loves us so much that He overcame sin by sending Jesus not just to live a perfect life, but to die an incredibly horrible death so that we could have life, so that we could have His Holy Spirit and He would take away all of our sins. So if you want to believe in Jesus for the first time or if you want to come back to God, I'm going to count to three. I'm going to say now. I'm going to ask you to make the decision. Are you ready? Three, two, one, now. Why don't you make that decision and accept Jesus, the best gift God with us this Christmas season. Come on. Let me pray for you that made that decision. Yeah, God, I thank you for these amazing people. I thank you that you love them so much, God. And right now that you would come into their life, that you would fill them with your love and your grace, that you would wipe away their sins and mistakes of the past, and that, that you would fill them with a hope for the future, with a vision for the future. And I pray that you strengthen them with your Holy Spirit to live out that incredible plan that you have for their life. We thank you so much, God. And everyone said in Jesus' name, Amen, amen. Well, guys, I'm so excited for this Christmas season. I hope you are too. I'm looking forward to the next few messages that we have leading up to Christmas. It's going to bless your life. Have a great week and we'll see you then. Bye-bye.